0: Hi, I'm Joe, and I'm Dave, and we're the hosts of the Chasing Tomorrow podcast, where we bring you stories that delve into the science and spirit behind intriguing people doing extraordinary things.
1: Welcome to the Chasing Tomorrow podcast. This is episode 97. This week is a bit different. This is, I'm, I've been looking forward to this all year, and I have a TransCon special for everyone. So on the call, we have today with Michael Wardian, who's going to be running across America, starting on Sunday. Pete Kostelneck, who is the king of the road. I'd say the world's best transcon uh, runner. And he's going to be running across Australia in in October and doing his 50 miles in 50 states, 50 days in, in late July. And myself, I'm going to be running uh, 15 days after Mike starts in, in uh, I'm going to be starting off in St. John's and running across Canada in record time. So today, what we have for all you listeners is a roundtable conversation about the great Transcon. And it's going to be quarterbacked by Joe Gagnon. Joe, how are you doing, buddy?
0: All right, Dave. The only thing sort of bad about this is I'm not doing a transcon, but, you know, I guess I'll just have to do one next year in honor of all of your amazing accomplishments. Um, and, yeah, I know for our listeners, you know, some of you uh, don't even fully understand what this means. But this means that, each and every one of you are going to start on some coast and run all the way across a country to the other coast, and you're going to try and do it as fast as you can, uh, and you'll have some different varying levels of support. We'll get into all of that, but you know, it's an honor to get to talk to three people who are bold enough to think that this is a good way to spend your time, so it's like, all right. <laughs> There we go. I think we're going to have to start with Pete because, you know, Pete laid down law a couple of years ago when he ran across the U.S. and set the record. Uh, and I think, Pete, it's sort of cute to think you're doing this warm up <clears throat> called 50 States and 50 Miles in 50 Days as a, a warm up to go do your big transcon as well. So why don't you just tell everyone a little bit about how you're thinking about both your training and what you're going to set out to do in the next couple of months here.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me guys. Um, I'm super excited to, to get the three of us together. Um, it's been some fun training so far to follow you guys. And then, you know, I got a little more time to, to watch you guys and then and be even more inspired, uh, before I start, um, here in a couple months. Um, yeah, I mean, the, for three years now, I think I've been wanting to run across Australia. Um, you know, I honestly, I thought I was going to do it possibly back, You know when it you know early 2020 and so now we're two years later um and so finally hopefully knock on wood um get that shot to do it so i think for me it's you know because it's been so long um in the process of of finally you know being able to get to australia and do something like this um i think it's going to be really exciting for me um I've never been to Australia. I've never been nearly that far away from home. Um, I think the furthest from home I've been is uh, Europe. So (laughs) it'll be, I think that's what I'm really looking forward to, Um, you know, Mm -hmm. starting on October 10th. And um, so my Transcon is the shortest of the three. So um, my goal is to really, you know, when I ran across the U S in 2016, I think I averaged about 72 or 73 miles per day. And, um, for this one, it's about 75% as far about 2,400 miles. And so, um, for me, you know, i w I'm really excited about being immersed in Australia and really embracing the culture. But for me, it's not so much about breaking our record, um, across Australia, but for me, it's just trying to set a personal goal to run 80 miles per day, um, for 30 days, which I think, you know, from my research would be like the most miles anyone's ever run in a month. So I thought that'd be kind of cool to do it, you know, because mm-hmm. it's the exact distance across Australia, you know, 2,400 miles from Perth to Sydney, which is uh, typically the route that most uh, trans take across um, Australia. And so, um, yeah, just the stars kind of aligned. And so, uh, you know, I'm really, really hoping to, to step up my training quite a bit. And so that's actually what the 50 states will be a lot of kind of secretly, well, I guess not so much secretly telling you guys this, but, uh, you know, doing 50 miles per day for 50 days will be, um, yeah, getting ready for Australia. And then just kind of, in, kind of like I've run across the U S twice, kind of like a third times, the charm send off, I guess.
0: <laughs> wow. That's pretty mm-hmm. nuts. Uh, <laughs> you have logistics and everything else to work on. And we all know that 80 miles a day is, uh, that few extra miles is not a minor difference. So wow. Uh, mm-hmm. Hey Mike, you're starting like in a couple of days here, May first. Um, your first Transcon. Tell us a little bit about your plan. And you know, you've done some crazy stuff in your life. This one's gonna change up for you. What you've done.
3: Uh, yeah, <clears throat> this will be the the longest I've ever run. Um, I've only ever run, uh, 10 days or so Um, well, almost 11 days, uh, averaging about a hundred K a day. So 60 miles. Um, so yeah, so this will be, be like five X that and, um, it'll be, yeah, completely new. Um, I'm already struggling with like the logistical challenges of planning something this massive. I've got huge respect for you know both dave and pete have done something like this before like just to be able to figure out how to extract yourself from your real life for this amount of time mm-hmm. is like a challenge in in itself like um trying to put all the processes in place to make sure that uh, everybody's covered and all your obligations are getting met while you're gone um yeah it's been it's been uh, an amazing learning opportunity and i think it'll bode well for like future adventures because you know once you've done it once and kind of have figured out some of the the ways to do it then um i think it'll be easier in the future but you got to build up all the goodwill again too so <laughs> i've cashed in mm, yeah. i've cashed in all my chips to you know i'm i've basically gone all in uh, on the <laughs> poker table so um, Yeah, I don't think I'm going to get many chances to run across the country again, but maybe I'll be able to have some other adventures uh, after this.
0: Yeah, I know we'll jump into Dave in a second, but Mike, like as you think about getting ready and and sort of your nutrition, have you been eating differently the last few days to get ready for, you know, starting on Sunday? No, not at all.
3: Uh, Well, uh, yeah, I, I, I think you may have just seen, I just had the first Egg McMuffin I think I've ever had in like, a year and a half because i just haven't had a chance to to make breakfast yet so like i i've done a pretty poor job of like loading up on food leading up to uh to the event and yesterday we just did like a walking lunch and they're like oh you should sit down i was like heck no man i gotta practice walking and eating man we gotta just get those Mm -hmm. calories in when you get them in (laughs) Uh, and i'm still drinking water and i know when you do a transcon water is like a luxury you don't get to drink water you have to drink shit with calories so like um yeah i'm i'm kind of maintaining I had indian food last night because i was like i'm pretty sure i'm not eating indian food for the next like you know, two months. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm basically having all the things that, that I like, um, because I know it's going to be go time and it's going to be pretty, pretty regimented once, once things start. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get as ready as possible, but pretty much eating like I normally do. Mm. Um, and, um, and so, yeah, and trying to like just like logistically get everything here too like Mm -hmm. i i like i was only able to bring so many bags on the because we flew instead of drove so it was like oh i can't bring all the like bottles and stuff and like how do i bring my honey and like you know oatmeal and like where should i send the oatmeal and uh yesterday one of my sponsors is a a a company called south block and they were super awesome and they're sending like these bowls on dry ice but they arrived at my sister's house and there was like six boxes and she's like what what am i supposed to do with like six boxes worth of like smoothies like i can't put them in my freezer like they just don't fit so like you know stuff where you're like this is amazing but like how do you like manage it all so i've, I've been lucky i got a, a bunch of people doing that but um but yeah it's it's just it's just one of those things you don't really think about when you start i guess pete and dave probably already knew all this stuff but i'm just new to like, get my ass kicked by the logistics
0: and and what's your target miles per day mike
3: uh i'm gonna do completely lame i think pete might actually beat me like just in his little 50 and 50 but i'm just aiming for like 50 miles a day for for uh 64 65 days so start may 1st try to finish on america's birthday july 4th i think like that'll be rad to like get some fireworks for the finish um Mm -hmm. and if i can go faster i will but um I know there's going to be days where I have to like, I can't be completely a hundred percent focused. I'm going to have days where I have to work a bit. So um, that gives me some flexibility to work and, and still, you know, be able to keep moving forward.
0: Wow. All right. Well, yeah. Dave, yours coming up soon, a couple of weeks away. You want to give us the deets on yours? Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, I'm going to be really paying attention to Mike and what's happening in the next 15 days, because, you know, I might be, Adop- adapting my plan a little bit based upon, you know, the, you know Mike's successes or or the things that he that he learns and, and and you know kind of figures out along the way. I'm super happy that you know uh, Pete as well too is on the call here. I, I leaned on Pete a lot uh, in 2018 when I attempted the Trans Canadian speed record, and you know, just because Pete, you're you're the you're the best at this. Um, you know, you learn from the best, right? And so, yeah, my run is starting in fifteen days after Mike. Um, it's going to start off in St. John's. Um, it's an incredibly long flight to to get to St. John's, Newfoundland. I think it's I think it's eight hours. It's an eight yeah. hour flight from where I live, and I don't even live on the on the West coast. That's crazy how big this country is. And so it's the second second biggest country in the entire world, Canada. Um, it's you know on a map, it says seven thousand two hundred kilometers. Um, it's not. I think it's close to seven thousand. But um, you know, even getting off of Newfoundland is is eight hundred and fifty kilometers. So that's a long run in order to get off of the island to get onto the mainland. And so yeah, I'm 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 wanting to break the old speed record that was set back in 1991. how Howie ran Canada, uh, running hundred kilometers a day for you know uh, seventy two days and ten hours. Uh, his main sponsor was Labatt Brewing Company. He 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 said he was having six to 10 beers a night, which I think would be awesome. Um, I would love to see that, like that rocket fuel. I, I, you know, it's, I, I can't imagine, you know, I, I love having a half a beer at the end of a day because I love the taste of beer, but I don't know about having six beers. I mean, maybe that's a conversation we can have with both Mike and Pete, but yeah, I want to run 105 kilometers a day. That's, I think, 66 miles, I think, mm-hmm. roughly. And so, you know, I know Mike and Pete as well, too. And we can talk a lot about this, about the, you know, the, you know, the dreaded, you know, amount of time that you're out there, that you're taking time away from eating and you're taking time away from sleeping. And it's this, you know, give and take with pace, with how many miles you're putting in versus the, the quality care that you're giving your body when it comes to stretching and eating and, and sleeping, right? Uh, what happens those nights when you don't sleep, you know? I have a feeling, you know, just listening to Pete and Mike, you know, this, the rest of this conversation, you know, our listeners are going to learn an incredible amount of what we, number one, we know, and number two, what we don't know about trans con, you know, efforts and, and multi-week events. I mean, you know, let's face it, you know, Boston Marathon just happened and people are, are absolutely infatuated with, with, with the marathon running. Um, Alexander Sorokin just absolutely crushed the 100-kilometer world record. And people have a hard time even wrapping their heads around that level of speed for, for, for 100 kilometers. I think he, he ran, was it 604 or something? You know, but the unknown world of Transcon, you know, I think, you know, the more I ask Pete about things like this, the more that Pete comes back and says, well, I don't know. Uh, you kind of figure it out on the fly, Dave. And so, so, yeah, I'll turn this back to you, Joe, because hmm. I'm sure that you have a lot of questions that you, know, you probably wanna ask the, the, the three of us so we can maybe get down to a little bit of this. And maybe Mike is also gonna be taking out a pen and paper and, and changing some of his plans based upon what Pete has to say in the next little bit.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I think that that's, that's a key point here, Dave, which is that, you know, of course is the unknowns, but I think you and uh, Pete have made a point of this is an eating contest as much as a running contest. But Pete, yeah, maybe you know. Since Mike is starting in a couple of days, and I know you guys have spoken other times, but what what kind of advice do you give to people as you start on this pathway, and how do you think about the first week versus the fifth week versus all the other factors?
2: Yeah, yeah. Mike, I'm I'm remembering. You know, we actually shared a shared a hotel room. I think it was about two and a half years ago. Um, obviously, I've known who you are for over a decade um, since when I lived in Kansas City I remember you like won like a 50k and a half marathon on back-to-back days and ever since then <laughs> I've been a big fan um so it was kind of it was kind of it was kind of surreal to like oh wow I'm at a hoka event sharing a room with Mike Wardian uh so it was a lot of fun uh you know to, like realizing how many like uh, ways that we think similar and then in other ways like not the same so you know, I think for these trans cons, I mean, it's like, I, I like to, I always love like giving my two cents, but I don't really consider it advice because everybody goes about it completely different. Um, <laughs> you know, some people thrive if there's, you know, a 10 people support team. Um, some people thrive doing self-supported trans cons with no one around. Um, for me, I'm kind of somewhere in the middle. Um, you know, I, I like to have a few people that I trust, um, with me the whole way. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's amazing the first week of anything um, when I've done San Francisco, to New York with a full support team, and then Alaska to Florida, self-supported, it's always like the first three or four days, you're just so caught up in getting into a rhythm. Um, no matter how well you plan, it's like something on paper was totally bad idea for me it was like from San Francisco to New York, I, I thought like, okay, we'll do like 15 minute or sorry, 15 mile uh segments, 15 to 20 miles, and then take a break for 15 minutes and then get back out on the road. Uh but quickly like even on the first day I realized like it really sucked getting like out of the RV, getting my legs re-loosened up. Um it just kind of like, I don't know, it kind of felt like, like getting a grounds crew out to remake the baseball field, like each time I Mm -hmm. tried starting back up. So then I quickly realized, well, you know, one, I think one 30 to 40 minute, like lunch break per day, you know, at the RV um, was kind of like the the rhythm that I got into, but I've seen other people that are totally different that maybe aren't so don't get so stiff like me (laughs) and are able to stop like every five miles. And then, take a quick break and then get back out on the road um so i think it's a lot you know just kind of seeing what works for you and what doesn't being willing to you know experiment with with different things like that um mm-hmm. and then nutritionally i mean like like you said mike with getting all the calories i think about halfway through the transcon i pretty much cut out like any salads or like healthy <laughs> like vegetables <laughs> no doubt i just like no i doubt. just don't I just don't have room in my stomach for this stuff anymore like cinder uh, who was driving the rv and doing everything else and cooking she would she's like noted and <laughs> so that it was yeah uh actually i i don't have a nutrition sponsor i don't know if anyone would sponsor me nutritionally because uh, you know some of the the things that i ate just to get enough calories um wasn't the healthiest but it got the job done
3: dude when i went for 10 days i got sick of chewing like, I, yeah. just, like, I, yeah. I don't want to chew anymore. I'm not uh, I'm not trying to be like a cow and like just <laughs> like right. chew the whole day. So like, just give me like, like IV me some like uh olive oil. So I get like a million calories in like 10 seconds. Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. And that was one of the things too, Mike, that I noticed uh, with, with my 2018 attempt was that the canker sores within the first like week or two. You know, because you're putting so much sugar and salt and all that crap in your mouth. And then I remember the once I, 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 I you know, I got the, I don't know, it's like a, a rinse, but it numbs your entire mouth. And huh. that, I thought it okay. was amazing. I was like, I was like, dude, this is awesome. Because now I can numb my entire mouth and I kept you know, rubbing it everywhere and then rinsing and spitting. But then the problem was, is I remember I was eating some bacon a little while later and I wasn't chewing. And I was swallowed and I started choking on the bacon because you, you, you don't know if you are shooting Like you couldn't feel a damn thing, right? So so it's like, you have know, the canker sores, but then I wish that there was a better solution to that. But the canker sores went away. Like at the end of the second week, I don't know what happened, but they went away.
3: Yeah, I, I'm assuming that there's going to be some weird stuff. Like I was talking to somebody in there. Oh, it was Carl, uh, Carl Meltzer. And he was saying, you need a hypodermic needle for like the blisters that are like super duper deep and I was like Mm -hmm. oh shit where do you even order one of those and so I was talking to one of my sponsors it's like a hospital and they're like dude we'll hook you up with a with a needle but I was like what the hell dude like I don't have a needle in my kit like I have like a safety pin and stuff like in some yeah Yeah, so so yeah I'm I'm assuming there's going to be some learning learning to be Mm -hmm. done and so what's the name of that rinse what'd you say it was
1: I don't know. I forget what it was called again, but I'll, 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 I'll yeah, I'll send you a message offline. Yeah. yeah so oh, it's, it's really yeah.
0: interesting about, right? So there's there's all of this stuff because your physical being is being stressed. So the clothes you're wearing, you can get chafing and uncomfortable. You know, you got the weather conditions to deal with. You got this food challenge. You got the sleep challenge. You got the eating challenge. And then you got to keep yourself in a good frame of mind as you go along so you know have you guys like a plan for each of those like dave do you have something like you've already thought about or is it all just gonna you know like for each of those pieces how do you think about that
1: yeah like i you know they always say you know plan the run run the plan but don't fall in love with the plan right you know so (laughs) so be okay with moving off of the plan um yeah and i've got plans when it comes to food that i know is i'm gonna abandon uh you know a week or two or four and you know i know personally like i i eat a lot of sugar to begin with like like carbs i want a ton of carbs and i don't know be like you know within like two weeks or four weeks all you want is fat you know you want to like drizzle oil all over everything or eating nut butters or 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 just even a handful of nuts right you're, mm-hmm. you're just eating a ton of fat or bacon or things like that so you know like, i've
0: got what about your sneakers and clothing do you have like 20 pairs of sneakers and five yeah. pairs of shorts like how's that also working
1: yeah so yeah I've got um you know I'm sponsored by ultra and I've got the shoe that I that I'm going to want to run across the country in and I'm pretty confident that I'm going to want to stick to that shoe although you know they said hey we can send you out a different model you know if there if there are issues so yeah I'm going to have you know, a bunch of shoes packed up in, 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 in shr- shrunk wrapped and, and shipped out to different places ac- across the country. So I don't have to pack it all with me. Um, you know, I think that I'm going to have six different, um, you know, gear um, changes with shorts and shirts and things. And every six night, we have to stay in a hotel that has a, has a laundry machine. Um, you know, I, I even I've got an appointment every week booked with my sports psychologist. So we could kind of go over the crap that, that comes up. Because um, every week it's going to be different and I'm seeing her a lot right now and, and and we're developing all these little plans and these little, like one of the things that we just came up with last week is I'm going to always have six tokens in my pocket. And I don't know how you feel Mike and, and Pete, but like I always feel like hey I'm a runner, I'm not a walker right I, I don't want to walk any of the the miles. But yet you know one of these tokens of the six i can take out of my pocket i can give my crew and i can exchange a one kilometer run for a one kilometer walk and if you think about that i'm running at a six minute per kilometer pace versus walking in an 11 minute per kilometer pace so that's five minutes on your day like who cares right but yet somehow I, i i get i care about that i feel like i'm kind of cheating by walking but yet if it's built into the plan then you're cool with it. Then you got these tokens that you can trade in for walk break and you, you don't need yeah. to use all the tokens. Right. So, so, you know, yeah, you know, what do you think might compete about a plan like that? Like you build kind of like a gap in a, in a, you know, into the plan. So then you're like, well, okay, cool. I'm like, I've got like 20 miles left to my day and I've still got four tokens. So I feel really yeah. safe.
2: Yeah. For, for me, yeah, that's, that's funny that you mentioned that. Cause I had a very similar approach um, in 2016, where I was really trying to hit the same almost the exact same number of miles per day. Um and it was always like right around 72. So like the way that I thought of it, I think about halfway through the country, I was, I don't play golf, but I was like, well, so it's it's like 18 times four. And so like each and like 72 isn't that like par for like a lot of sport like golf events. Mm-hmm. So like I was like, okay, I just need I got 72 shots. I'm just playing around of golf each day. Um and like each four miles was like one hole and so like I tried to get through 10 holes before lunch 40 miles um and then mm-hmm. like I would like I would kind of judge the clock and that would kind of keep me motivated to not take too long of a lunch break um because like the quicker I got back out of the RV at, uh, at lunch then um if I could knock out those last like 50 kilometers or 32 miles uh fairly quickly then I would have more time to rest but you know, mm-hmm. I always try to time it, so I'd get done right around 6 p.m., and, you know, if I had only, if I had two hours left, it's 4 p.m., and I only had, like, eight miles left, then I kind of, like, called that, like, walking the 17th and 18th green, um, coming into the mm-hmm. end of the day, sun's starting to set, like, life is good, like, because I worked so hard, you know, to stay on pace all day, um, you know, those last, like, five or six miles I would usually walk a lot of them and then actually kind of start the recovery process too Mm. pretty
0: creative
3: Uh, so how did you um sorry I'm going to ask a question now because I'm curious Uh, oh please but yeah so how did you document it? Because I've heard some people say they take like the last half hour and walk it out and then just like talk into their like phone, like record like a voice memo or something. That's what I'm thinking of doing. Is that pretty helpful or just so you remember like, hey, I saw, you know, five dead cats, uh, 20 beer cans two cars tried to hit me. Uh, my left leg is hurting because of the camber of the road. So maybe I should run on the right side or something like that. Like,
2: yeah, for me, you know, I was really bad in 2016 about documenting. Um, I did have a sheet of paper in, so I slept in the back of the RV, Cinder slept in the front above the driver's seat. So in the back yep. of the RV, I just had a piece of paper sitting on my bed and every night I would like write almost like a news headline, but like a really long one, like all the way across the page. And so like, it was really just one piece of paper that I had and like day, you know, 16, um, you know, I would say something funny about like how windy it was and then mix in like a, cre- a creative way, mix in like someone's name is like a pun that I ran with that day. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I really wish like, I didn't have my phone ever on me once during that run. Um, mm-hmm. From Alaska to Florida, you know, I would do kind of like collect my thoughts like right after I got done for the day and it would be like, you know, like a hundred, 200 word like Instagram post that was really just literally everything I thought about that day and everything that happened. And, um, mm-hmm. but that So was, you liked
3: it better at the end of the day than the beginning of the day.
2: Like yeah, so you, would I,
3: just, you would do like an Instagram post and say like, I, I ran, I don't know, 50 miles, saw two Hawks, maybe yeah. whatever. Okay. Yeah, I have such a bad a memory
2: good. that even if I, if I don't do it till the next morning, then I'm going to forget everything. And no doubt. yeah, I, I always like getting out, I, like right after I wake up, I always like getting out the door as quickly as possible um, for whatever reason.
3: Mm. Yeah, so yeah, like, think- yeah, that's interesting. So like, how do you, how do you, um, how long do you take between before when you wake up to when you start like 45 minutes or a half hour or like two hours?
2: For me it was usually about 30 minutes we, we were pretty good we, wow um, 2016 we okay. <laughs> wake up at uh and i, I would i would so you, so mike as you go eat so you're going yeah you're going east obviously uh you're going to you know lose an hour about you know every couple of weeks and so i was so scientific that i would like start each day about 10 or 15 minutes earlier than the previous day uh so that mm. i didn't have to like start a full hour earlier the when I lose a lose an hour in a time zone change um but oh, yeah we're, that's we're,
3: actually something I never even thought of because I just don't care about sleep so like I'm just like I don't care
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no and, and and for me it was like it was and I had a couple of former military guys that were crewing for me and so like I, I think they liked the fact that I was very punctual and I think it sent a message like I can kind of seem laxadaisic sometimes but um it was like okay we're gonna start 10 minutes earlier tomorrow so like we don't we aren't fooling around like we're we're getting after it um, right 25 okay, minutes after good. we wake up we're we're on the road uh and sometimes i would start like i would go out and just like walk jog the first mile while everyone else was still getting you know everything um lined well up. yeah
1: and pete you know, that's that's a good point because like for me too like you couldn't you couldn't run like you start off every day and you're walking like Frankenstein. You're like, how the hell is this yeah. going to happen? But yet, you know, <laughs> you kind of break away sinewy tissue. And then, you know, five minutes later, you got this weird kind of shuffle. And then five minutes later, you have, you're actually breaking into a jog and, and you're like, yeah. oh, okay, well, this is, this is, this is this, right. And so like the first, I find like 15, 20 minutes, doesn't matter as long as you're moving forward, right. Because <laughs> it's going to open up. Yeah. Yep.
3: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's how it was when I ran across Israel too. And then, like later in the day, you'd be running like five thirty miles, you know. And you're like, "How mm-hmm. the hell is this even possible?" Yeah, no doubt. Okay.
0: So, Dave, with your yeah. um, did you, you do the same? Have the same plan to record stuff each day? Is what's your plan? Yeah,
1: right? yeah. Like, I want to keep a better diary this time than what I did. So, I'm gonna have two things. I'm gonna have a voice memo. Um, where I can just speak into it and say, you know, you know, from the end of my yesterday versus, you know, up until three quarters of when I run, I'm gonna be kind of consistent with it. What happened? Because like Pete, you know, I there's so many things that are on the go and you're in such a flow state that you tend to forget. I think I think what happens is when you're when you're when you're in a place of trauma with with running like that, you tend to forget even 24 hours. You're like, I don't even know what I ate yesterday. You know, you're, you're, you're kind of in the zone. And so, but then I also have, I've been screwing around with with these um, software applications on my phone where, you know, I can talk to my phone and it types everything out. And I, you know, I want to yeah. use that because when it comes to social media posts and keeping people updated and things like I can just ramble onto my phone and, you know, this dictation software is, is pretty rad. Now you have to double check it because, you know, it's going to say something completely outlandish that I never said right? Because of, you know, whatever my Canadian accent, that's it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing stuff. It's yeah. So, so I want to use that instead of typing in a ton, ton of stuff at the end of the day, because I might not feel like it once I, once I get done running.
3: That's exactly like I was actually trying to someone, I talked to a reporter about what they use and they were saying that some of them are good. So if you have a good one, I'd love to hear what it is. And some of them are yeah. free and some are paid. So I don't know which one you went with, but. I went with a
1: free one, but yeah, I wouldn't certainly wouldn't mind, um, you know, paying um, as well to any of our listeners in the, you know, in the, in the, in the comments, you know, you would send us, you know, some, some, some options when it comes to what do you guys think of it? Cause I'm sure that me and Mike, if we had to pay 50 bucks to, to get up like the best software out there that, you know, companies are, are using, Hey, I would, I would do that too. But I've got a pretty good, free one i forget what it's called but i'll i'll send it to you
3: yeah that'd be awesome and we can probably put it in the show notes for everyone else that's that's getting ready to do a transcom
0: yeah Mm -hmm. uh it's a quick question so dave how many pairs of sneakers are you bringing uh 12. mike how many you have planned
3: uh there's a bet so i like the one of the companies that i'm working with has an over under of 20 right now i have four with me Uh, and then I'm going to have more ship based on how many I need, but I'm hoping that I can go get by with as little as possible. Um, so I want to try to like, not make a bunch of waste if I can help it, but I'm also not going to skimp on like having shoes available. And, And the one thing I thought it was interesting, Dave, was you were saying you're using the same model. I know when I've done long things like this, having different models really helped, um, me just because you hit a little differently uh, and mm-hmm. so if you get uh, a hot spot in a certain part of the shoe like if you have a different shoe maybe the seam's not in the same place or or right. whatnot um so yeah. i don't know if he, yeah. Pete would know better than me he might he probably just ran barefoot or something badass like <laughs>
2: yeah, he did, yeah. Didn't he? I, I probably will alternate <laughs> uh two different models of shoe because yeah I, I have noticed you know maybe not so much on the trans cons, just because it's such a small in size but um like multi-day races like i've done a few six-day races and like i do notice that like wow like i feel a lot better switching you know from one yeah. pair. yeah even though even mm-hmm. if they weren't like my favorite pair you know our model mm-hmm. um, so yeah i'll probably alternate between two or three different models um and and i imagine i usually get about three or four hundred miles um right. on a pair um so i'll probably go through seven or eight across australia i'd imagine
3: mm-hmm.
0: and so yeah mm-hmm. you guys are both mike and, and pete goes both run on hoka shoes uh um, heck yeah and then so which ones just so people know which models are you, do you use so people would know what's good for long distance or for you guys for long distance
3: well i'm gonna let pete answer first and then i'm just gonna get them <laughs>
0: i i clifton's always been my my bread and butter and then i,
2: I like the bondi and maybe even the bondi x um some and I, I actually finished on bondi beach in australia so i'll definitely be wearing the bondi for at least you know that last part
0: i could tell you i've been to bondi beach so yeah that's a beautiful place to end a race that's for sure or mm-hmm. run for that matter uh and yeah. so, bondi micah using anything similar or different
3: saying i'm using the I, I call them bondi but yeah bondi. but i think it is bondi
0: and clifton no
3: i'm actually using the ring cone like the ring okay. cone has stolen my heart man i love that shoe like mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like it's for me one of the nicest uh cushiest rides but also like i can wear it for 100 miles non-stop without any issues so like i i really mm-hmm. like it like i'm not, i'm yeah, I'm a fan of the Clifton. I it, The nice thing is Hoka has a lot of tools in the toolbox. So like I'm even like hearing a lot of great things about the mock and and I haven't got a pair of those yet, but like those are really cool. I'll probably wear the Carbon X at some point, but right now I just have Bonnie and Rincon. Um, mm-hmm. And then and then when I, 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 it's really cool. I'm actually working with uh, one of my friends. He's doing a thing where they are uh, gonna be I don't know if you know but like when people order like more than one like say like I ordered like two pairs of Clifton and I decided I I actually like the blue ones better than the white ones or whatever if you run in or you sell those and you move around in them whatever they go back to Hoka and they can't like be resold or anything as new so my friend is working to like uh basically do like a pre-certified used car with those shoes and so like I'm gonna be Mm hopefully using some of the shoes that people have returned, um, to kind of cut down on waste. So, um, mm-hmm. so it depends really what models that he has in stock, but, um, so, so I will be using some of those too, um, along the way.
0: That's Really cool. And yeah, I think that, that, uh, that certainly, you know, begs lots of questions here about, you know, all the stuff you bring with you as you go along. <laughs> um,
3: too much, man, I have too much crap. <laughs> like i already know i have too much stuff
0: i hear you
2: yeah. mike where are you gonna I, i'm interested to get both of your um details on like crew like vehicles and then like where you're gonna sleep each night
3: yeah you yeah can, you go Dave, you go first you wanna, okay yeah i've uh so i was gonna do like one of those sweet like camper life like van life things and then it fell through so i'm I'm doing the Sweet uh, American, and they also have it in Canada, Cruise America RV, 25 foot. Um, And it sounds exactly like yours, Pete, maybe, because it's got a bigger bed in the back or like a full, I guess, in the back and then a full above the cab. And then um, people can sleep on the table area, I guess, or with like a twin or something. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm going to have two crew people. I'm going to have my dad and then I hired a guide to to help me um and he seems pretty dialed he helped carl on um, the pony express and the appalachian trail oh, nice. um, and then i think right now we have 40 or 45 people signed up to come out along the way to help mm. and then um, wow. my dad has a buddy that retired that's going to meet us in tahoe and and he'll have a chase car for like three weeks or four weeks um, so oh, i cool. think that'll work pretty well um, yeah that, that that's what the plan is now and then plan to sleep in the rv as much as we can but probably do what dave was saying every three to six days go to a hotel and do some laundry and uh i also have to work so i'm gonna need some solid wi-fi like i have i have like a hot spot and stuff but i just need to you know have some solid wi-fi on i
0: don't mm-hmm. know
3: like a couple days a month like i'm gonna mm-hmm. have a late start.
0: And Dave, yeah, what's, absolutely. Uh, what's your plan for lodging? Yeah,
1: I think my plan is really quite different, especially with in comparison to the 2018 run. Um, I had two RVs, and, you know, it's, my feeling was, is that, you know, it really created a little bit more work for the, the crew that, you know, now it would be best and better for me if they could cook and, and have everything ready. But there was kind of a lot of work with keeping, keeping a rig moving, right? So this time around, what it's going to be really simple. It's going to, you know, last time we had a number of different crew members on board all the time. This time we're going to have a rented car um, in St. John's and we're going to be, you know, know, I'm already shipping a bunch of stuff out. And we're going to basically throw everything in the vehicle and we're going to drive um, and we're going to stay in a hotel every night. And so typically there's always a hotel within a, you know, a, a, 15 to 25 mile radius of where we are and we're already booking out the first 10 days of of the hotel so so we know where we're going to be for those first 10 days and we're going to be booking the 11th day on the first day and then the 12th day on the second day so you're only booking one hotel you know every day Um, I'm going to have eight different crew members flying in and out of different locations at different times it's a big country guys like it's it's monstrous right Um, and so, yeah, and what's really kind of cool about that is I think that everybody thinks that crewing something like this is going to be super rad and, you know, kind of a cool experience until they get there. And then they realize this is actually really boring. And I, you know, I hate dealing with Moody, Dave and on and so forth. I mean, Joe is going to be one of my crews. He's flying into Thunder Bay, going to Winnipeg. I mean, I'm so sorry, man. That's a really boring section (laughs) of nothing. And so You know, it's, you'll, you'll be going through the hundredth meridian. If you listen to the tragically hip, you just play that song on repeat as you're traveling across the hundredth meridian, but you know, it's, everybody thinks it's cool until they're doing it. And then they're like, okay, get me the hell out of here. And then a new person comes in they're like, this is awesome. I'm like, I'm so glad you think this is awesome until you think it's not. And then you go and then somebody else comes in. So I got, you know, a bunch of really good people you know, and I'm, I'm amazed. And this is might be one of my questions to both Pete, Pete, Mike is I'm amazed at the people that show up for me, you know, like, isn't this rad that like you go and say, Hey guys, I want to do something hard. And Mike, the amount of people that are showing up for you right now, right? Pete, the Dude, amount of people it's that crazy. Are showing up for you. It's unreal, right? Yeah. It's it gives me
3: goosebumps, man. You literally yeah. like gave me goosebumps. Like, to, yeah. and it's like people you wouldn't expect, like, like, People that I went to high school with, or like, were on my lacrosse team at Michigan State, or like, right that right. literally, like, I had a going away party that I didn't know about. Like, people that I have met trans, like, just mm-hmm. you know, pa- in passing, or like, hey, they came to this thing and they're donating yeah. to the charity, and like, it's it's unbelievable.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah, and you know, for of course, I'm always happy to support. I think, you know, it's a nice statement on humanity that we we like to get engaged with unique activities with cool people, you know, pushing the envelope. Uh, so yeah, we all feel great about it. And I think making yourself open to it, you know, so someone could run with you for a few miles or feel like they're part of it is always sort of the fun. You know, I have my memory of my Six Continent Challenge, the most memory was the people who ran with me, you know, and they mm-hmm. came out and did their thing and they felt good about it. So that's really great. Peter, you, on your 50 state, um, you'll do something different than you're going to do in Australia, correct, on your sleeping and travel stuff?
2: Yeah, yeah, for the 50 states, uh, I'm really just going to get in my car and drive state to state and stay in motels. Um <laughs> Well, it's funny because it's like people are like well, you're not flying, but it's like, well, you can actually get pretty creative with the way you get around the US. Um, mm-hmm. And so it'll be, you know, like three to four hours of driving most days, um, whereas like if you flew like to get back to the biggest city fly get through security get the rental car I mean it, it could take you five times as long than just driving. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing I want people to see is like, you can get around this country pretty quick and do some pretty awesome stuff in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But then, yeah, in Australia, I'll do kind of a similar approach to what I did from San Francisco to, to New York in 2016. Um, I'll probably have like a camper van. Um, and then uh, like a, just like a small van or a SUV is like the chase vehicle. Um, and the chase vehicle will basically be one or two so I'll have a team of three um, with me the whole time I'm super excited uh, about that maybe a fourth person might join for a little bit um, and yeah I'll uh, mm-hmm. just do like you know two th- I, I do like two to. Th- I don't know about you Dave and Mike but I'll probably do like two to three mile like leapfrogs you know with the chase vehicle um mm-hmm. that way I don't really have to run with anything in my hands um other yeah. than the this, this stupid live tracker <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> I never, yeah. Did, yeah, I told I never did figure out what to do with it so I whenever someone would run with me I would hand them it and like all right you're carrying the torch now um yeah <laughs> yeah I love that but, that's a good idea yeah, yeah. Uh, Probably, as long as you don't, yeah. they don't run off with it when they're done running with you um yeah and, and then, yeah, and then I'll probably take, like, a, a break at the RV or RV camper van. Um, and, you know, I'm a really bad sleeper. So, like, it might just be me or maybe one other person in the camper van. And then the other two will probably camp outside. Um, and the goal is to to really get to a point each day where I – usually, there's like, it's so remote out there in Australia and then the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, that usually you can find, you know, within a two – two-mile window a good place to, to pull off the side of the road with a big shoulder and um so i was lucky when i ran across the u.s we i never had to stake out and go anywhere i just found an intersection and we would sleep there for the night
0: It's mm. interesting mm-hmm. yeah the other thing that you guys have in common is uh you're all going to be wearing a coros watch right the verdict mm-hmm. as you go along and uh i know that uh Derek and Shelby and the team are going to be, you know, looking at your data. Of course, there's some pre-data that's getting populated, seeing how your fitness is going. Uh, And as you go along, so it'll be fun to know, you know, what happened to heart rate over time? You know, how did I do on these days? You know, what was my fatigue looking like? So we're getting better Mm -hmm. at that. Um, So that'll be fun to be able to watch. And then you'll all be doing live tracking. So we'll... um, I know Dave's using the Garmin inReach. Pete, what are you using for tracking?
2: Yep, I'll uh, use the inReach as well.
0: Mike, what Mm -hmm. are you going to use for tracking?
3: Uh, I have, well, I have two things. I have like a thing called RaceIO. So it's like these cellular um, (coughs) tracking units, uh, which uh, I think should be okay for most of it. And then I'll have a Garmin inReach also. And it's funny because Mm -hmm. you guys were talking about that and I was like, oh crap, I have to reinstall my like little plan with them. So Uh because I paused it because I was like, oh, I'm not doing any, any Mm -hmm. big projects. I don't need it because I can just do everything. So, so now I'm trying to sign into my Garmin account and I wish it was as easy as Koros because it's not.
2: (laughs) It's not. Yeah,
1: it's not. We've been working on that problem. In fact, I had to call them the other day because I was like, I, I can't figure this out, man. There, there's too many moving parts here <laughs> yeah, yeah. to the Garmin reach. But when it works, it works, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's, here's yeah, something. Yeah, well, if it and works, I have if the works for mini Pete. one. Yeah. Do you have the
3: mini one or yeah. the big one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the mini, mini one. Yeah. one it's, it, it's cool, but it's like, so I have that as a backup, but I really want to use this other thing because it's like tiny, but mm-hmm. I'm afraid mm-hmm. like there's going to be some parts where there's no cell service maybe and then... Yeah, then it's not gonna work, and so right
2: Nevada, especially,
0: you're gonna yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's exactly right. Hey Pete, maybe one thing I think you know would be good. You know, you and I have talked a lot of times about there were a couple of moments that were like the hardest, and then you're you're, you're, like, I remember on the first one, like was maybe day six or something, and then you know you work through Mm. it, maybe just a repeat for a couple. And even for Mike, cause he's going to hit some of this really soon. Just, you know, give him your, what happened and a little bit of advice on how you work through that. And Dave, if you have anything like that, that'd be great too.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the hardest parts for me were, um, I mean, California and then um, Pennsylvania, uh, California. I, just for whatever reason, I just completely underestimated the climb. Because, I mean, you're on road. So it's like, you know, everyone talks about all these 100-mile trail races where it was 40,000 feet of elevation change or whatever, 30,000 feet of gain. So then I'm just like, well, there's only a, like, there's less than 200,000 across all of America. Um, from right. let <laughs> to New York. So I was just like, well, you know, gain and loss really isn't that big on a road. Um, but man, I just there was, I think it was day three coming into Yosemite. It was just like the perfect storm starting at like two or 3,000 feet and just climbing, 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 and then going back down and climbing. Um, And I mean, it was like maybe, you know, 10 to 15,000 feet of gain that day. Um, And, but I think it was like seven or 8,000 net because we ended the day at 10,000 feet. And, mm. oh man, I just, I could feel like, like gluteus maximus, just like, it just felt like it was eating it. Like, it, like all my muscles just felt like they were dying, um, that night when mm. I tried to sleep. <laughs> so, um, and, and then just all of that climbing, I got really, I don't, Dave, I don't know if you've ever had this, but it was anterior tibial tendonitis, like kind of oh. like the front, like, and Joe, uh, Joe Fee, Fee just warned me about this. And, and he said, you're going to get it. You're going to hate life for a while, but then you're going to get through it. And that's exactly what happened. But it got so bad that I did um, eventually, you know, after that Yosemite day, I was really hurting for three days. And then day seven, I took off completely mm-hmm. um, and just had to like hope and pray that I was going to heal up just enough to get back out the door. And um, sure enough, it, it did it did get better um mm-hmm. and, then, and then Pennsylvania by the time I got to Pennsylvania it was I think all the bone bruising on my feet that was what was getting me it was just I was just my feet just couldn't take anymore mm-hmm. and I think my feet were pretty bruised for months It took, I mean I think maybe I've just gotten used to it maybe I'm just like permanently broken but I think it's you know gotten back to 99% healed um by now but um yeah I just remember like my feet like just hurting and just feeling like someone had been like hammering them all day. So those are yeah, so, like big so things.
1: So Pete, you're you're painting a beautiful picture here, right? I mean, I can't wait to get out there. You know, I don't know about you, Mike, but like this is this sounds like a, a vacation on a beach, right? Yeah. And so yeah, like I I near you, like the tip anterior and that, you know, the muscles and tendons on the outside and the ankles. Like I remember there was like uh, like five or six days in and they were just on they were screaming on man i was just angry and Mm -hmm. you know normally i think that you know like guys like the three of us we we can kind of accept our current state i was not accepting this like this Mm -hmm. this sucked so bad and you know i kept thinking if this is how this feels on day six like how is this going to go for like another 60 days like how on earth am i going to do this right but what was really rad was you know probably a lot the same as you pete is that you know, I, I, my, my sense is that there was, I think there's two things that happen. Number one, you know, the body adapts, like after a week or seven, seven or eight or nine days, like you start feeling okay. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, okay. Everything that was screaming before has kind of calmed down. And like, you know, your body's like saying, stop, stop, stop. And then I, I think after a while it says, okay, he's not going to stop. We better, you know, our bodies better create adaptive changes or else this guy's going to die. And this is maybe one of the reasons why we're a dominant species on this planet. Or, Pete, and I'll be super curious to hear you and Mike's opinion on this, is, like, I personally believe that, like, if I started running for three days, right, like, I could remember three days ago about what the comfort of, you know, the comfort of me sitting on the sofa felt like. But, like, I, I can remember three days ago what that felt like. But, like, seven, eight, nine days later, after starting run, your run, Mike, on, on Sunday, you know, you, you don't remember what, you know, eight days felt ago. Like you, all you now know is, is this, like, this is your, this is, this is all, you know, is this is how you feel. So you can't compare it to what you felt like, you know, 10 days ago, because you don't remember what it felt like. You don't, you, you kind of have to forget comfort, you know? So what do you, what are your guys' thoughts on those? They, the two things, adaptive theory, or number two, is you just kind of forget what any type of comfort feels like at all
3: you want to go first peter i can take this too
2: sure i can go first yeah um i yeah i I, the the adaptive piece i think is um incredible uh because i i and i kind of think of it as like you know i i don't know if this is true or not but i like to think or i assume it is but most anytime there's like an issue with like an engine um, and an airplane it's usually on takeoff and so like that's the way I kind of think about these runs is like gotta be careful getting out of the gates like that's where the things you know happen and then once you're like to cruising altitude you know about a a week or two in you're just I I I remember for me you know I took day seven off but then day 14 it was just magical and that's like honestly Mm. not to sound too like sure of myself but that was the day i knew that i was gonna break the record you know right four weeks later because yeah. i was just I like felt, man. i felt the
1: same way yeah like
2: my pace was getting faster and i was just like it was a yeah. sunday morning and i remember like i was just like man i'm really starting to get my pace back and i'm like feeling much stronger so mm-hmm. yeah i think it's kind of like that seven to 14 days is where you like kind of reach that cruising altitude as far as like the adaption or adaptive piece um, yeah and um what, what was what was
0: the other part? Day comfort, forgetting comfort. Yeah, oh, yeah. you're forgetting. Yeah.
2: Like ten days ago, you were sitting
1: on your sofa. You, you yeah. and you can remember that, but ten days later, you can't really remember any type yeah. of comfort. Like even at, when you're in bed at night, like Pete, your life sucks. Like you're lying there and you're like, I'm supposed to be in comfort comfort right now because I'm not running, but everything that hurts is just as bad as when I was running all day.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. I. I and I think, and I remember like, once I got to Ohio, I started, I mean, in a more populated area, like I was, I would like look inside and see someone's like TV on and like they'd be watching <laughs> Law and & Order and I'd be like, man, I wish I could like, like the beginning of Law & Order is coming up and I could see like it up, the, up on the screen. And I was just like, man, I wish yeah. I could go inside there and just like sit down and like watch TV with them. And just like, where I was like, right, like today, if I were to sit down on a sofa and watch Law & Order, I'd be like, well, this is boring. But like, for me, it was like, oh my gosh that's like so amazing and I cannot wait to do that when I'm done with this run um so yeah I think it really it's almost like with like work ethic like you become so you just become really like weathered out there and like you you just like are able to put up with so many different punches um you know Mm -hmm. after putting your body through that oh yeah
0: (laughs) Mike what about you
3: yeah, I mean, I, I know when I've done these these things in the past, like when I've done like when we did that quarantine backyard ultra, like I knew I could just keep going. Like I was just like, I can do this for the rest of my life if that's how long it's going to take. And mm-hmm. um, and then when I ran across Israel, it was the first day I felt like I was going to die. Like I was literally mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, And I was like, it should have been easy. It was like 50 miles. I was like, how am I even going to do like 100k? Like, I can't even imagine. And then next day, I felt a little better. And the day after that, I felt better. And the day after that, I felt even better. And by the end, I was like, the same thing. I was like, I can do this. This is what I do now. Mm. Like, I don't, this is, this is, this is my life. Like, this is my job. This is like everything. That's all I care about. Like, not everything else fell away. And I think that's what I'm looking for in this run too. Is like, um, except that I can't really do that because I'm gonna have to work too, but like, yeah, um, but yeah, like it, it just became who I am. And it was like this, I, I I'm gonna run for 10 hours or 14 hours or 20 hours or wherever it is to get to the distance. Um, because mm-hmm. some days it took like 20 hours and other days it was less. Um, but it didn't matter. And as long as I got food and water, that was it, that's all I needed. And so like, it Mm -hmm. it was really cool because that's really all you do need. And it strips away all those things. Uh, but I remember like what Pete's saying about like that. I remember when I stopped, like, and, and this is actually how it was when I did the stage race a couple of weeks ago is when every time you move is because of something you do when you get in a car, it's, like, so luxurious to be, like, oh, my God, I just covered five miles or 10k, and I didn't have to do yeah. anything, like, I just yeah. literally did nothing, and I just got to move, like, that's, like, such a magical moment, and so,
1: civilization yeah. is awesome,
3: yeah, yeah, but, like, mm-hmm. it's also, like, you, you don't need it, and I think very quickly, if if you are going to be successful in these things, and again, I haven't done it, so I don't know, but, And in the small little projects I've done is everything else just falls away and and you just Mm. focus on, on moving forward and it gets easier. But like, I think what you guys are saying and and I'm going to experience is like everyone I've talked to that's done one of these says no matter how fast you're going, it's probably too, too fast uh, Mm -hmm. at the beginning and that if you make it through the first three weeks, you're going to make it, but you have to make it through the first three weeks. So it's kind of like what Pete was saying about takeoff. It's like, uh, don't blow yourself mm-hmm. up before you've even really got started. Um, mm-hmm. and so, um, yeah. So I feel like if if I can make it a couple of weeks, um, without too many injuries or get over whatever injuries I do have that, you know, things should go pretty well, but so also like when you took the day off were you like I'm done or were you like oh I just need a day off
2: uh I mean it was weird because I for some reason I was like pretty optimistic about like taking a day <laughs> off I, I was dealing I mean the, it was in the middle of the desert like I think it was like a right in the very middle of like a 170 mile stretch with no services in Nevada and, and yeah it was just weird because it was like I didn't sleep that night I was like getting sick I was getting the chills from being out in the desert all day and I don't know it was weird it was just like one of those days and I guess my crew was also like kind of nudging me in that direction that maybe a day off would be smart um but yeah it was just it almost it was like a no-brainer but then getting out the next day was almost like a no-brainer that it I was going to get back out there um Mm-hmm. Well,
3: that's good to know that's good to know because you didn't plan to take a day off right
2: no no not at all mm. yeah
0: the single that you guys have to bring to this is is clearly mm. a big part of it i know mike's uh got a lot to do and you guys have a lot <laughs> going on in your training and everything. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll mm-hmm. just do a wrap-up question for each of you um and then at the end just tell people how they can keep track of What's going on, uh, Mike? With you and everything else. So uh, maybe we'll go with uh, Dave, Pete, and Mike. You know, Dave, as you take this on, you know, <clears throat> they always say that there's a a why that's going to keep you mm-hmm. going, right? That, that mm-hmm. without a why, it's really hard because this is hard. That's what we heard, right? There's mm-hmm. there's no easy in this. It's just mm-hmm. about tolerating, staying committed, and staying resolute. And so. Maybe just a little bit of why and then uh, anything else you would like to leave the listeners with.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, my run across Canada is very different than what it was in 2018 and, you know, not going to get into it too, too much, but basically I've stripped everything down to a point where I'm very exposed and it's, I've been very public, but this is all for me. Like, I'm not, you know, th- I want to do this because, you know, I would consistently put upon, you know, these, you know, these, uh, you know, curtains and just so that it wasn't about me, it was about somebody else or something else. And I'm, you know, like, no, you know what, this is about me and I'm worth this. I'm worth this effort. And so, you know, ultimately to answer your question, Joe, this is about me proving it to myself, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not that. You know when I get to the west coast in Canada and and break the trans-Canadian speed record I'm not going to become something that I'm not already am and so I know I'm already all those things that I've ever wanted to be I know I'm capable of breaking the speed record I'm I'm yeah I'm I'm great um but ultimately all of this is going to be proving in myself to myself that I I'm here, and you know, this is just a preconceived notion that I'm going to be able to do this. I just need to start uh, on the east coast and start running, run, running west. So I'm going to be proving
2: this to myself.
0: All right, and uh, Pete, how about you?
2: Yeah, you know, um, when I look back on it, you know, I've I've failed more than I've succeeded, but I've succeeded more, you know, in these really long things um, because mm-hmm. it's just because it's just a hundred percent important to me like to do it um whereas like chasing like you know trying to win like a certain race i mean it's like i don't know like i don't know if i'm 100 honestly at the end of the day if i'm 100 percent invested in um some of the races that i've done um so Mm -hmm. like i mean i could go through like a million reasons why like growing up doing road trips and merging ultra running with that has meant so much to me but with Australia, it's just kind of like this, you know, for me, it's I think it's going to be like my Everest. Um, I didn't know it would be until, you know, I wanted to do it a few years ago. But for me, it's like going off to this far off land, as far away as I can go, the flattest country to really just like prove to myself. Can I hit that 80 miles per day and like just mm. be my own like mark on the sport in my own weird Niche way, um and then you know if no one cares, that's okay, but like I think that's that's what it is for me. It's just yeah, like like Dave said, it's um you're i I've never succeeded at anything if I wasn't like a hundred percent if it wasn't like a hundred percent mine, like that idea was like I was a hundred percent on board for, um so that's the way I'm kind of thinking of it, and we'll see,
0: Mike, how about you my why, yeah.
3: Um. Well, I think there's two things. Uh, the first is uh, I'm doing it for charity, so I'm gonna try to raise money for uh, World Vision. We're trying to raise a hundred thousand dollars. Uh, mm. we're about nine percent of the way there, so uh, about <laughs> about ninety one thousand dollars to go, which I hope picks up when I start running. Um, and then it's also like I want to see if I, it's something that I'm capable of, like. Uh, when I saw Forrest Gump do it, I thought that was awesome. Then I started learning about the ultra pedestrians that were doing it back in the day, and then I, when I saw Pete do it, I was like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta do that. Like he did something amazing. Um, and then I wanted to do it around the same time Pete was looking at doing Australia, and it wasn't, it wasn't going to be fun to try to do it during the pandemic. Like the whole point for me was to try to connect with people and um learn about the country and and see it in uh, in a kind of unique way and if it was just doing miles i can do that around my block i mean like right. it's it's different mm-hmm. like i want to i want to i want to have an adventure and i want to um i want to inspire people in, in a way that like you know maybe they don't need to run across the country and maybe they don't even need to run a marathon but you know maybe it's um you know, going out and, and walking every day or um, doing something that they never thought they were going to be able to do. And so if I can inspire people in that way um, and then get across the country and and <clears throat> get back to my family, like that's, that's why I'm doing it. Um, and I'm sure, that being said, that's what I say now, but I'm sure on day three, it's going to be different. And on day five and then on day 10, mm-hmm. it's going to be because, you know, whatever it is, I'm going to have to find uh, a different uh, motivational device every day. I think like, but I'm kind of in, I don't know if you guys are thinking of it in the same way. I'm thinking like I get the chance to have like 50 or 60 or however many it is adventures every day, because every day is going to be a bit of an adventure. Like there's going to be, Mm -hmm. you know, wind or rain or altitude or snakes or, I don't know, you know, bad drivers or whatever it is. Um, And Mm -hmm. so each, each day I'm looking forward to, you know, what the challenges are going to be, or, you know, my crew is going to be mad at each other or they're going to hate me or, you know, I don't know, whatever is going to happen, but um, you know, it's, it's going to be what it is. And um, you know, just getting to the start line, I don't know about you guys is like been unbelievable. Like I've had to buy like all new appliances, like fix my car, like, like you know all Mm -hmm. kinds of stuff that like just you know it's just adulting like in the most like annoying sense like nothing's ever Mm -hmm. easy when you want to do one of these things and there's no right time like that's what I also Mm -hmm. figured is like you know I'd always say like oh I'm going to do the Appalachian Trail when I get fired from my job but I've never gotten fired it's been 20 (laughs) five years so
0: like
3: yeah like i basically you know there's no good time to do these things so you know you have to you know do them when you can
0: absolutely no okay. doubt. <clears throat> i'll make a, a wrap here we could talk for the rest of the day but then <clears throat> mike won't get everything done he needs to do i'm gonna like register
3: a, my Garmin.
0: exactly like now that we're talking about it, <laughs> it get appears that that i
3: no longer have an account which is going to be mm-hmm. fun to deal with
0: we need to be able to track you. So uh, you guys have been fantastic and we all wish you the best and we're going to be out there supporting you every way we can. We'll stay in touch and in track either through the Garmin systems or anything else that you guys publish. We'll we'll make sure our websites are linked to the show notes and uh, Mike, best of luck on Sunday when you put that first foot out there. We look Forward to hearing how it goes. Pete, thanks, Dave. We'll talk soon. Have a great day, guys.
3: All right, bye guys. Thanks, Joe.
0: Hey Dave, that was a privilege to hang out with you and Mike and Pete. I mean, three of the most amazing multi-day ultra runners in the world. I'm just so excited to see how all of you do this year. It's just gonna be incredible. I mean, I'm sure you'll each have an amazing and record breaking experience, stories to tell for a lifetime and the thought of the three of you doing this all in the same year and then putting the three of you on one podcast together, I mean, that's like a dream come true. I really wish the best for each of you as you set out for your adventure of a lifetime. Okay, well, there you have it, an amazing episode brought to you by our sponsor, Performance Tea. Check out their Endurance Electrolyte Blend. We know that Pete and Dave are certainly going to be using it on their trips. Um, Mike might be finding it with him as well. So, You can find them on www.performancy.com. Use Chasing 20 to get 20% off. Recommend this podcast to everyone and anyone. And thanks for coming with us on this journey and Chasing Tomorrow with us. Thanks.